Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts and today I'm only joined by Jim. Berto had something important to do. Family, some kind of anniversary. If anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Having to, ha- having to spend the evening with his wife. She even said she gave him permission to record the podcast, but he said no. Now, wait a minute. I thought that he was traveling to see his family and I thought it was his parents' anniversary. It's his anniversary? It's Yeah, it's his anniversary with, with the wife, is the way I, I read it. I thought it was mom and pops, and yeah. I know that they're avid listeners. You know I mean? Regardless, and happy anniversary to ever in the Berto family yes. is, you know, celebrating and all that good stuff. Yes, yes. Family stuff is important, so we want them to have a good time. They're sure. up there. They're further north than you are right now, Jim. Mm-hmm. So they're probably freezing their tails off. But <laughs> It's only October, Chris. I mean, it's not like we're at the North Pole or anything. Just Weston, <laughs> and, Weston and Minnesota already has snow, so right. it's been an early cold year, for yeah. some at least. Down here, it's it was 74. I was in shorts and T-shirts all day. You enjoy that, brother. You yeah, enjoy yeah, that. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, my time will be mid-40s. Yeah. And rainy. Okay. It, it will be rainy. Mid-40s and rainy. So it won't be too bad. So what's going on with you, Jim? What's new? What is new? Let's see here. You know, yeah, trying to think. You caught me off guard asking what's new because I wasn't really prepared for that. Getting ready for a uh, change at work. We I work for a local bank, and in less than three weeks, we're going to be moving into a new building. So that's kind of exciting, especially with all the craziness of COVID and whatnot. So that's coming up. I shared with you and Berto, I believe I have an addiction problem to outdoor Christmas decorating. (laughs) And uh, this past weekend, I saw something on Facebook Marketplace that was about an hour away from me that was kind of a holy grail of things. And the guy thought, oh, this isn't going to happen, whatever. And he got hundreds of text messages and calls. But fortunately, a mutual friend of that gentleman and myself, even an hour away, was able to finagle some things for me. And uh, lo and behold, I'll be able to get a Santa Claus up on my roof in a few weeks once uh, the weather is right. And it's not, it's after Halloween. Mm-hmm. You got to wait till yeah. after Halloween at least. Yeah. So yeah, but when you only have a two car garage and one vehicle and you're now stacking stuff to the ceiling, there's, there might be a 12 step program that I need to participate in. Yeah. At least but support, it's, it's, I don't hoard, drink hoarding. that much. I yeah. don't smoke. I try <laughs> to do other things right in my life. So mm-hmm. If this is the one thing, you know, a bunch of electrical cords outside for three months a year, it's not Mm -hmm. so bad. So that's where I'm at. How about (laughs) you, sir? Life is good. Keeping on at this point, we are in week four of the carnivore keto cut. This is the October 20th is when we're recording this. And so I'm in my lowest macros of the plan. And so I will be on these macros for... At least three weeks. I actually talked with Danny a little bit the other day because I'm just now starting to really see the needle move. And he kind of said, as long as you don't decrease the calories any further, 
if you wanted to extend this trough at the bottom of the taper down and then taper back up process, extending that by a couple of weeks probably isn't going to hurt anything, but that I should expect to continue to see fat loss over the following weeks, even as I'm tapering my, my macros back up to what he's calling is normal. I, you know, so my big deal on that is I'm actually feeling like I'm eating a normal amount of food now, which I, I ran the numbers three times sideways. Like I, I did, I, I filled out the charts and made sure that the numbers that I was working with were accurate as best as I could. I even got a DEXA scan at the beginning of this thing. So uh, I know what my, my overall fat percentage, which was part of what this was based off of should have been to, to start with. And so I've been working the system as best as I can, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely one of those things that I've, been enjoying the process, definitely been enjoying yet struggling to get into the gym on a consistent basis. That's uh, that love hate relationship slash too busy for my own good, you know, base, you know, type of situations. So mm-hmm. trying to deal with all of that as well. But yeah, that's it's been good. I'm I'm two weeks into wearing a, a continuous glucose monitor, and that's been showing me some really interesting things being full on carnivore and being very strict about it. I'm not seeing these major spikes like I, I had before whenever I wore one for a couple of weeks, but the I'm seeing because I'm basically getting zero reaction from my food. I am getting these small dips and rises and, and things like that, that are kind of behavioral to a degree. I'm also going to experiment a little bit with something like making chicken breasts and chicken thighs the same way and then eating one one day and eating the next day at roughly the same time and seeing what the reaction is in my glucose and seeing if the fat content in two different cuts of the same animal has on my glucose and whatnot. That was suggested by the nutritionist that kind of works with the NutriSense program that I'm doing, kind of something to try to modify things without having to spike my my insulin or anything like that, which of course I'm trying to keep as low as possible throughout the cut. So it's there's a lot of balls in the air right now, but it's all been good and, and exciting and a little bit fun at least. You know, it's enjoyable. So <laughs> my inner biohacker is enjoying the process, at least. That's all that matters. Chris. Yep, absolutely. Matters. Absolutely. Well, let's get into shout outs real quick. Let's, Jim, go ahead and, and go and then I'll follow up. So I wish I had a little bit more detail about this gentleman, but my shout out, we talked about this, I think we did last week and we had this, this challenge of sorts, or we had two or three guys that posted up pictures of themselves standing in mm-hmm. one leg of two mm-hmm. of an old pair of pants. And Tristan posted his photo up just a couple days back at his highest. He said back in 2012, he was at 680 pounds and now he is down to 380 and continuing on with things. And actually, when you look at him, I don't see 380. I really don't. He's, I mean, the pants are the, they're not even like sweatpants. They're the Mm -hmm. cotton pants that you wear to bed, almost pajama bottoms kind of thing. And when you get to that size, you know, you're not wearing uh, pleated pants. You're not wearing Mm -hmm. slim fit 
jeans, anything like that, you're probably going to be in exactly what Tristan's showing off here. Mm-hmm. Elastic pants. Yeah. So, and actually he is originally from Texas, but he is an Alabama man. And so my shout out is Tristan for making some awesome progress and continuing on the road to, I started to say he won't be in any legs of his pants, but that doesn't make any sense at all. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, smaller, be, smaller pants. Yes. Maybe yes. he can get he and his family in his old pants <laughs> when he gets down to his goal yeah. weight. So. So there's my shout out. What about you, sir? I have Andrew Corbett and he posted a couple series of pictures there, apparently going back as far as 2018, I believe is what this is, is, this is shown, but he's definitely been working, working hard, definitely cutting the fat. And and he says that he's 330, uh, 330 pounds down to uh, 193 pounds. So his, his lowest weight was uh, 193 pounds. He, he kind of came back up after lifting heavy and building some muscle up and things like that to about 213, but he looks fit. He looks um, nice and filled in. He did have a little bit of uh, loose skin and kind of that le- that lower uh, weight, but it's filled in a little bit nicely through working working out and building that muscle up. He's says that he's currently on keto, eighteen hour intermittent fasting four times a week. He's doing weights and five times uh, or five times cardio one hour sessions per week, and then he's doing CrossFit once a week. So he's working a ton. He's working his tail off, quite literally. And then he's got a couple other details here. He's really just working it and seeing some really great results. And and so good job to Andrew for continuing to to work, or to work and push through and pursue the results, the goals that he has for himself. That's awesome. Yeah. We said that we weren't going to mention it, but I'll mention it real quickly. By the time this airs, the pre-orders will have the pre-orders for our merch sales will have closed. And they will have gone to our printer and hopefully we don't know exactly the turnaround time, but our goal is absolutely to get our merch out to you just as quickly as possible so that you can enjoy it for the holidays. So be on the the lookout for emails confirming all of that with uh, shipping information, things like that. So some uh, good stuff there. Any other club business that we need to address? Nope. I think just keep on keeping on and everything. I know that uh, we talked about it in a recent show of the the winter situation and, you know, the seasons and hunkering down for some hearty stews and things like that. So just continue to be mindful of things and yeah, keep on keeping on. One step forward yep. is a step forward. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, we do have a guest this week. We have uh, Randall Johnstone on the line. He's going to be sharing his story with us, and we're glad to have him. Welcome to the show. Well, Randall, let's start out with the basics here. You kind of know the rigmarole. I know that you kind of ran through all the podcasts, so you've you've, hear, you've heard what, how we go through it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's just kind of get us an introduction to who Randall is. All right. So I'm a 32-year-old bachelor living in Phoenix, Arizona. Just recently found the group through and so joined in and I decided that I'd be crazy and I would take the 75 hard challenge and I listened to your guys' podcast while I was outside doing my walks. I started keto back in on September 9th of 2018. At that time, I weighed 325 pounds. 
I think I may have been heavier at points because I look back at some of my pictures and I'm like that. I, I look bigger than what I thought I was at my biggest. But I weighed in this morning at 228.6 pounds. So almost 100 pounds down. But yeah, it just I drive a cab. So try to be as healthy as I can while being out on the road. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Mm-hmm. Cab driver is probably an interesting occupation with COVID and everything right now, huh? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of downtime. I mainly service a contract for the government, and so that slowed down a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's people still got to get to the grocery stores. And so I've got my mask. I've got my my isopropyl alcohol spray down the car after every passenger, run people to the stores and out on their errands and whatnot. We're kind of opening back up. And so it's kind of recovering. It's still a little slow, but it's definitely been interesting seeing uh, people's reactions to it. Some are absolutely terrified and are germaphobes and others just don't care. I mean, well, if they're getting into a cab, I would think that they would understand that it's you know, it's not going to be like brand new car smell, fresh sheets, things like that. I mean, there's potential that somebody's been in the car before them. Yeah, but it like there's some people who they wear, they have like their rubber gloves on, their latex gloves. They've got the they have like those medical masks and then a face shield attached to it. And I'm just like, okay, those are a little redundant, but sure. It's like, I got my mask on. I spray down the car after every passenger. So it's like, I get enough isopropyl alcohol on me that I don't really bother with gloves because I'm only touching the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. So, but I've worked every day since it started. I've not gotten sick. So I've been lucky in that way. And I still take my precautions and I just hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Definitely doing keto has helped. Uh, a lot because I ate like crap before I started keto and I'm sure that my immune system would have fallen victim to it but I rarely get sick and I attribute that you know I used to get sick often and just like common flu and whatnot but since I started my immune system seems to have recovered and I'll feel the effects of a sickness for maybe a day or two and then I'm I've bounced back that's been my option for a lot of people that are ketogenic carnivores that have been working the system and, and really staying true to it. They absolutely have the they they absolutely have the immune system necessary to be able to handle what it is that whatever sickness it is. It, it what it could be the standard flu or cold, they'll just like you described, they'll see it for a day or two, they'll feel down a little bit, it won't stop them. And then it's gone and they don't even realize it, you know, that type of thing. So I'm hoping that's the way it is for you for sure, because we want you to remain healthy, being exposed to, to strangers on a day-to-day basis. I'll be flying here in a couple of weeks and, and it will be my first time flying during this period of COVID. And so I'll have to wear my mask for a long period of time and things like that. And it will be okay. It will be fine. I'm, I'm not worried about that. My only concern actually is really concerning my, my parents because they are a little bit older and they have some conditions that do actually leave them a little more susceptible than the average Joe. So I'm wanting to make sure that I'm healthy and that I don't catch something so that I don't give it to them. And that's really what I'm mainly concerned about. So yeah, some good stuff for sure. So tell us a little bit about the the genesis of your health journey, like where were you health-wise? What conditions were you dealing with? Was it just eating like crap? 
what was your highest weight? Things like that that led into going into to you trying to fix it. Okay. So I've always been the big kid, just like from the age of like four or five, I was always chunky. And then as years went on, that chunky became overweight and then obese. And I would say that there's times where I went into the morbidly obese range. But through like junior high and high school, I kept getting bigger and bigger, mainly because my family, we weren't the most well off. I was raised by a single mom. And so unfortunately, the cheapest thing out there is carbs. So ate lots of pasta, bread, dollar store, Totino's pizzas type things. And those, while tasting good, don't really fill you up. So that led to having multiple of them. And I was a growing boy, so my mother let me have them. And I don't blame her. I would probably do the same thing if I had kids. But I got up. I was over 250 pounds in high school for sure. I tried losing weight before. I think it was in 2013, 2014. I seen 294 on the scale. And I was like, I don't want to break 300. I don't want to see that number. So I started going to the gym. And I was following your typical bro science diet. I was eating a lot of rice and mixed vegetables and chicken and fish. And I'm lucky in a way that I can eat the same thing day in, day out, and I don't get bored of it. So for about six months, I had a half cup of rice, half cup mixed vegetables, and six ounces of chicken breast for lunch every day. And then I got really big into lifting weights, and then I ended up hurting myself. I was also your typical gym bro in that I didn't stretch properly. And so I was in the middle of doing uh, squats, and I ended up compacting my lower spine because my hamstrings were over tightened or at least that's what the chiropractor told me after I couldn't put the weight back down put it back up and then tried squatting again and couldn't even get the bar out the rack and so I ended up having to quit my job because I was a caregiver for developmentally disabled adults and I could no longer pick them up out of their wheelchairs I had no strength whatsoever so my roommate at the time was a cab driver, so he suggested that I get into cabbing. And I was like, well, I'm going from being active, going to the gym. I was like, all right, well, I do need to recover. So started cabbing, and I fell in love with it. I love driving. The only problem was I was now working a lot more hours, so didn't really even have time to go to the gym for cardio or recovery stuff. And then I didn't have a fridge or a microwave to have my pre-cooked food. And so I started eating out more often. So I started doing McDonald's. I started doing like just Burger King, anything that was quick, I would pull through, I'd grab some food and I'd just go in. And that included stopping at the convenience store and getting soda. I had a pretty severe soda addiction. I used to drink over a gallon of Dr. Pepper a day, if not a gallon and a half. And that was normal for me. So when my highest that I seen on the scale was 325, I stopped weighing myself for a while. So chances are it got higher than that. But I have a friend who he tried keto and he talked about it to me when we were out on a camping trip with our church. And I was your typical, oh, I can't do that. I, I love steak and potatoes. I can't 
give up that. I can't give up my fries. I can't give this up. Uh, and then a couple months later, I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. My knees ached. My shoulders ached. Just everything was in pain most of the time. I had trouble walking. I used to be known as the guy in one of my group of friends. We used to play the Pokemon Go a lot. I was known as the guy who didn't walk. They would go to a park to walk around the park. I wouldn't go. I'd go somewhere else and I would drive around. I like that one of my sayings was I don't walk. And so I started keto and then I got the crazy idea that I wanted to go to the Netherlands, but I couldn't walk. So I decided to start taking my health serious more seriously. Started working on losing the weight, started doing DPY and just really focused more on the nutrition side of it. And so I went from 325 in September, on September 9th of 2018. I think that first week I dropped like 14 pounds, but I also went cold turkey on soda. I hit 248 by, it was April 28th of 2019. I went to the Netherlands for two weeks, had a blast, walked between 10 to 15 miles a day, ate whatever I wanted because I was walking 10 to 15 miles a day and it was my first time in Europe. So when I the problem was when I came back and started driving again, I didn't go back to keto. And so still ate whatever I wanted. I was still having some soda, but still drink some regular, sometimes some diet. And then went to New York with some friends. And we decided that we wanted to go to a nicer restaurant. So I got a suit jacket from a tailor made. And it was probably about a month between me buying the jacket and going to Manhattan that when I put on the suit jacket, the jacket barely felt. And so that was my wake up call that I needed to get things back under control. So came back from New York and got up back on the scale and I was back up to 275. And that was, I want to say the end of October, the beginning of November of 2019. And so right now I'm down to about 228, like I said earlier, I seem to be fluctuating between the 230, 235 mark. My body likes to do things in five pound increments. I hovered around the 240 to 245, then got down to 235, 240. And so now I'm hoping that I'm in the 225 to 230 increment range, but we'll see. I'm doing the group coaching with the Keto Road, John, Shane, and so they have me cutting down my calories right now. I'm doing 2,000 a week. Next week, I go down to 1,900. They have me going down 100 each week, all the way down to 15. And then I'll reverse my diet going back up by 100 each week until I get to a sustained weight gain of a couple pounds. And then I think I'm going to pick up doing the carnivore keto cut after seeing the, the success that Birdo had. And so my goal is by the time. I'm 35 to at least look halfway as decent as him. Number one, I mean, Berto's kind of a beast, and you're really pumping him up when he's not even here. So I'm not sure that's the coolest <laughs> thing to do right now, because now he's going to lord it over us. I go, oh, look, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Man, you've lived a lot of life in your 30-some years. When you were going back to earlier, you are talking about, you know, always being a big kid. Any siblings, or you said single mom, if I'm not mistaken, were you, were you all bigger kids or what was that just because of, you know, here's what the food is 
on the table and it's mac and cheese and let's go with it kind of thing. Well, yeah, I was, I'm actually the youngest of seven, but my three older brothers were out of the house by the time I was born. I have nephews and nieces older than so, but my mom, she, my mom worked like 70 hours a week. And so it fell down to my oldest uh, sister. Well, my older sisters to figure out the food part when mom wasn't home. And so it was mainly a lot of pasta dishes, goulash, mac and cheese, just a pound of ground beef with some pasta, throw in a sauce, and all right, well, that's dinner. And there generally wasn't leftovers. Like, my family, I definitely got the largest out of all of my family. Like, my sisters, they're not skinny, but I wouldn't call them fat or overweight either. So, but it's like, they're definitely, like, smaller than me don't know like how else to phrase it but so okay i think that's everything yes you're good were you a husky kid a husky jeans kid by chance that was something that you're a little bit younger than me but that was a thing at like sears jc penny montgomery ward like there were you know there was the boys clothes but then there was the husky section which you know was if you had the larger waistline kind of thing we didn't shop at uh, stores like that but if we did i would probably have definitely been in that area we were more of a thrift shop in walmart mm-hmm. type uh, so nothing wrong with that but no i still go to walmart to pick up clothes and whatnot i even like the jeans that my smallest size of jeans i just now recently started wearing size 34 i bought them all at costco so clothes are just clothes to me wherever they come from as long as they fit you good and they make you feel good. That's all that matters. Very cool. So. so, so Randall, let's talk about what you're doing the 75 hard now and, and this stuff. Talk about what fitness is like now. You went, went from the guy who doesn't walk to now you spend a very large portion of your day walking. How has that mindset changed? How does the body feel? How's it healing up after injuring yourself? Things like that. So, like, I, I'm actually, I finished my first round of 75 hard and I'm crazy enough that I've decided I'm going to start it again, starting tomorrow. Actually, I waited till tonight so I could have a little bit of a uh, liquid courage to call my, talking with you guys, but he feels so much better. Like I still have some knee pain, but I do my yoga to help out with that. My joints very rarely hurt. I do take a supplement to help out with the joints mainly because the knee will cause me issues, but I also think that's due to my job driving and holding my foot in the same position leads to some aching, but I'm starting to, I want to start trying to get into jogging so I can get into running, but still having to deal with that mindset that I, even though I am physically capable of running, my mind is like, no, we're too big. We can't, we don't run. That's going to destroy our knees. That's not healthy for us. We're not going to do that. So that's something that I'm, working on challenging myself to this next 75 is to at least start jogging it. But like, I like my feet don't hurt just from walking around or standing. I used to sit down whenever I could, when I went to the store, I never got one of those mobility scooters mainly because I was too proud to, but I totally would have rocked one of them if I didn't see other people. But I don't really feel any pain. My my flexibility is increased. One of the things I recommend that all guys do is yoga. I know a lot of people are like, 
yoga. I ain't doing yoga. That's for women. It No, it's for everybody. Flexibility is important to our health. If you can't bend over to tie your shoes, that means you can't bend over to pick up your kids. Well, if you have any younger ones. But so that's one of the things that I think a lot of guys need to focus on. That's why I love seeing some of the guys posting their videos of them doing yoga. I've not gotten to the point where I'm videotaping myself regularly doing yoga that I don't speed up, but I definitely enjoy just scrolling through the group and seeing what some of the other guys are doing. I forget who it was that was doing the mace fitness, but I've been looking at picking up a mace just because it <laughs> yeah. sounds fun. That would be JJ. Okay. Yes, so. it does sound fun. I, like I seriously, I watch his videos and I'm like, I really need that. And then I remind myself how many gadgets and gizmos I have here at the house and how I'm not self-disciplined enough to use them. I have to go to the gym. In fact, Crystal, my wife, was saying this morning, why do you have to go to the gym? You can work out here. And my response was, it's a mindset thing. I have to go there because that's where I work out. It's And, she, and she's like, ah. Anyway, but, totally get you. So it's, but yeah, I totally, the mace thing and the, the really cool thing that I think I would like to benefit from on the mace side of things is the fact that the whole idea of it is imbalance. It's weightlifting with imbalance worked in because you've got heavier weight on one side than the other. And so you're, you're activating all of the stability muscles that you need to be able to do the same movement you know, but one side weighted and one not. And so I, I think that for someone in your shoes that's having to heal and rebuild, that's actually a really great way to work out because you're going to to build all that stability that you need to continue to heal and strengthen and, and get everything back to where it, it needs to be. So let me ask one go quick ahead. thing before talking about flexibility. So give me one, if not two examples, Randall, of things how your flexibility has increased. Like, we're, you know, you mentioned the sh tying your shoes and whatnot, but give me like some before I could barely touch my toes. Now I can put my palms on the ground or I can beat anybody in a limbo contest. What's where, what's your pride and joy on the flexibility side? I would probably say my body weight squat. It, like I used to struggle getting my knees past 90%. And it's still a struggle at times because my knee is still one of, I would say, probably my weakest body part. But I can get almost down to the ground now. Getting out is still a challenge, but I'm doing uh, the whole DDPY. I've heard a couple other guys mention it, but I hope to, by the end of July next year, to be able to do a basically it's in the DDPY, they call it the round standing roundhouse. So where I'll be standing on one leg and have the other leg held up and extended out holding onto my mm. foot. That's one of my goals is to be able to get to that. But I'd say one of my other flexibilities is just being able to like bend over and then be able to breathe. Cause I used to like when I went to tie my shoes, I would hold my breath. Because I would yep. I would struggle to breathe. I'd come back up and I would have to take in a deep breath. But it's just my flexibility. I'm able to actually do that now. I'm able to stretch my legs out a lot more when I'm on the mat. Mm -hmm. And so just my range of motion has just improved overall. That's awesome, man. Good for you. 
Thank Absolutely. you. So let's talk about nutrition at this point. You're you're on a cut with the with the coaching group right now, and those are some pretty aggressive caloric cuts. Like that, I, I don't know where you started, but I, just for perspective, in comparison to the to the carnivore keto cut, yours you're bottoming out 500 calories lower than what I will be. Yeah. And some of that's because ours is based off of a different, slightly different mindset, different principle. Both can be effective and, and all of that type of thing. So I'm not John and, and Gormy. They know what they're doing. They've been there. They've done that for, for real. They've done it. So I know that you can do it and that you're, that they're going to make sure that you're going to be okay as you do it. So, but t- talk to us about what it is that you are eating. Are you cutting out specific groups of food? You're obviously eating at least keto, but talk to us a little bit about that. So I started out the program where I think we're in eight week in week eight of the program. I started out at 2,700 calories and John has, John and Mike Gormy, they let us, they tell us to go down by 50 or a hundred each week keeping our percentages and whatnot. And I've chosen myself to go down by a hundred. I chose the aggressiveness of it. They work with you about how aggressive you want to be. And they're also willing to flex. Like if I get down to 1700 and I'm like, look, I can't go any lower then I could talk to them about it. And I'm sure that they'd be like, all right, well then let's start. Let's go back up. 1500 is the lowest John will recommend his male clients to go down to. And so I just figured 2,700 down to 1,500, 12 uh, weeks. We're doing a 12-week program. That'll be great. And then I'm going to take the 12 weeks to go back up, and then I'm going to try the carnivore keto cut. I've pretty much eliminated all vegetables. Like, I'm practically carnivore. Mm -hmm. I just recently stopped having my keto bricks just because I'm so down in calories that keto brick shake would take up half of my day calories. And so it was as much as I loved them and I loved Robert and Crystal, I was like, okay, I need more food. I I can't be drinking a thousand to 1200 calories in four minutes and still be fine the rest of the day. So those have gotten put back up on the shelf until for probably about two, two and a half months until I'm back up over 2000 in calories. But I've been, so it was the episode hot meat doesn't grind well, which is an amazing (laughs) name. And I really hope he makes that book, but the culinary lion, Frank talked about his werewolf grind. And I now call it my werewolf grind. And I get so many questions about that. People are like, why do you call it werewolf? I'm like, I don't know the guy who, said it who i heard about it (laughs) called it that so that's what i call it yeah so i reached out to a butcher i had mine made of a different percentage i've got i ordered 10 pounds of it but it's a 10 percent beef liver 40 percent beef heart and 50 percent just regular ground beef and you can't even taste the liver or the heart Mm -hmm. i took a video of me trying it the first time expecting to notice something and i didn't notice anything Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just because the way i seasoned it but i noticed nothing and so i've been doing that i'm trying to clean up and trying to stop having the duke sausages but those used to be one of my guilty pleasures 
that were still keto that I would be able to, it's like, oh, I didn't meal prep. I've not done the best of uh, prepping. I'll stop in at the convenience store and I'll just grab one of those. And yeah, it's expensive, but it kept me keto and they tasted good. So I'm actually working on eliminating those. I'm trying to cook more. One of the things I tend to do, I think I posted a quick little video of it, is I call them my beef scrambles. I've had a blend. Well, I've had to mix two pounds of two different fat percentages to get closer to my macros because I did buy a lot of 27, 73, 27% uh, meat. And then I compare, I combined that with a 88, 12 to kind of make like an 80, 20 because I was hit my fat macros and I was struggling to hit my protein and John laughed at me. He's like, dude, you're eating your fattest, your meat is way too fatty. You need a leaner cut. And so started doing that to do that. But I'll take two pounds of that, brown it in a ground in a pan, and then I'll crack a dozen eggs over it, and that'll be four meals. And so I'm I cook very simple things. I love my air fryer, so I'm gonna start trying to do some more experiments in that. But I used to make a thing. I haven't made them recently because I got lazy. But I called they were keto imitation of the Starbucks egg bites and so I've got that mold I would throw that in there and I'd steam it up and I'd have those for breakfast but I got lucky scored a ridiculous deal on steak where it was cheaper than ground beef it was pretty much like three something a pound so I ended up getting I think close to 30 pounds of that and so I'm working my way through that working my way through the werewolf grind I'm gonna definitely order that again i think i'm gonna try doing ground round instead of ground beef the next go round but yeah i try not to rely on fat bombs like i did earlier on in my keto journey i would just use like the orgain keto protein powder mixed with some coconut oil and throw that in my freezer in molds and that would be my fat bombs that was my dessert but I'm trying to now incorporate those fats into my regular meals. I'll do, I'll include more butter in my eggs. One of John's little hacks is he puts a tablespoon of butter per egg. And it sounds like it's a lot, but the eggs are delicious. Like super creamy and just fluffy and just they're really good one of my favorite things to do is i butter sear my steak and then i cook the eggs in the pan after i cook the steak and so it's and it incorporates well and it's just absolutely delicious sounds like it so are you doing omad or what are you doing since you're on the road a good portion of the day are you limiting your eating to just when you're at home or what are you doing now well, I've got a, I've got a, like a lunchbox that I can throw in two ice packs in. There's a, an item I got off of Amazon called a Hot Logic, basically a lunchbox that you plug in to the, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be plugged into a wall, but I've got a, I think a, a converter, it might be an inverter, sure. I forget which, yeah, inverter that plugs into my cigarette uh, lighter spot so i plug that in and then i plug the hot logic into that and it will heat my food up to 165 and then hold it at that so if i bring the food with me i'll throw it in that zip it up just set it on the floorboard while i drive and then 
an hour or two whenever I get a chance to eat, pull over to the side of the road or most likely pull into a gas station, fill up my water bottle and I'll eat because I think it was roughly around the time I started 75 hard. I gave up all soda. I went from drinking nearly a gallon of soda a day to drinking a gallon of diet soda a day. So I gave those up. I now drink tea. I still have some bangs every now and then. I'm trying to quit those too. Even though they're no sugar and whatnot, it's just wanting to quit those as well. I've tried the liquid. I'm actually eating on another shipment. I tried the strawberry, so I forget which one I ordered. But I mainly do, I guess it'd be more like two, two mad, two meals a day. I used to always, like one of the meals was the Duke sausages. I would just grab a bag of those and that had about 500 something calories in it. And then I would just have my keto shake, which my keto brick shake, which was like a thousand to 1200 calories. And then I would have something, but that at times and other times that's all I would eat. I got, I slacked off a lot when it came to my meal prep after I started making the keto shakes because they were just so good. And I have to make them into a shake because I got uh, braces. And so I'm not able to eat the bricks like they normally are because they would uh, mess up the bracket. So I started mixing, melting them in some almond milk and then I would blend that. And then I started adding, I took a, note out of Berto's handbook and I started mixing raw eggs into it. One of my friends does red Redcon products and so I got some animal-based protein powder because I was struggling to still hit my protein goals but after I talked to John I no longer do that. Uh, struggle to hit them that is but I'm now kind of in a transition because I'm trying to since I'm trying to cook all my food at home and only eat out once a week i'm gonna be probably eating something in the morning and then just white knuckling it through the day if i start to get hungry just pull over get some more water i definitely i use redmond relight and uh, the keto vitals electrolyte mix and so i find drinking water with that and salting the water definitely helps with hunger uh, cravings and whatnot most of the time i'm just thirsty not actually hungry and so I get home, like right now I've got steak sitting out, coming up to room temperature before I throw that in the pan. I'm then going to make just eggs with that. And so it's, I'm finding my way through. I find that if I don't eat something in the morning that I get like ravenous around one or two mm -hmm. o'clock in the afternoon. And so I think just having something in the morning, just quick little meal is probably what I'm going to try for the next couple of weeks. And then play from there. You mentioned earlier about going to get your werewolf meat, and I know it's been a minute since we you touched on it, but I'm curious what the butcher's reaction was when you gave him the formula. Was it something that he or she had done something similar or gave you that look of, oh, son, you'd have no idea what you're talking about? I'm just, I, because it's not a common thing from what I've experienced. So I'm curious what the reaction was for you. Well, I actually placed the order over the phone. I called them up and asked if they would if they did uh, custom grinds and they hesitantly said yes. And I was like, well, I'm looking to get uh, 10 pounds of ground meat together. And so she's like, all right, well, what meat? And I 
from the advice from some of the guys in the group, they were like, well, you need a brine, your kidney. Because originally I was going to get 10% liver, 20% heart, and 20% kidney. And they're like, well, you should brine that first because otherwise it's going to have a awkward taste. So I asked if they brined it and they're like, no, we don't brine it. So I eliminated the kidney until I start grinding it myself. So I upped it to, I told her, I was like, all right, well then let's do 10% liver, 40% heart, and then the rest ground beef. And she was like, okay, well, I've got some other heart orders, so it's going to take two weeks. She didn't seem affected by it at all. The guy who sold it to me, he was a little taken aback by it because when I went in to pick it up, I was like, oh, I gave him my name. And he's like, OK, so we got 10 pounds of wait. No, he's like 10 percent <laughs> liver, 40 percent heart. And I was like, yeah, that's my order. And he's like, OK, well, it's this much. And I was like, I right. handed him my card. And so I'm definitely going to go back to them again. I'm just going to play around with my percentages like, I'm going to try it instead of the ground beef. I'm going to do the ground round. I think it's only going to be like a dollar more a pound, but it'll probably be more satisfying since I love my steak. But I like I'm open to other suggestions of anybody in the group has a blend or if, I think if I remember correctly, Frank's was 10 percent liver, I think 20 percent heart. And then he had some I think it was beef bacon or it might have been pork belly and then and then it was i think he did ground round or his ground sirloin or no his was i think the tri-tip or Mm, the fatty parts of ribs or something like that brisket yeah his 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 main meat was brisket yeah yeah so just i'm gonna play around with that especially as i'm gonna try to go full carnivore Mm -hmm. and so like i found it no you go ahead sorry I was going to say that I found it ironic that I removed spinach from my diet. And spinach is supposedly an anti-inflammatory. And I stopped being inflamed. And I was like, okay. These changes and you shifted your diet and gone to the carnivore and everything. I mean, you said earlier that, you know, you can eat the same thing day to day and not get bored. But was it hard? What was the hardest part of any of this? Was it the giving up the soda? Was it giving up of you know, the carb situation, what was the biggest challenge for you in changing the whole way of eating? It was mainly cutting out sugar. So partly the soda, but one of my biggest things was on the way to the soda machine and there's the convenience store donut section. And when you lined up to pay for whatever you're getting, you also lined up next to the donut section. And so I would find myself before I started doing keto, anytime I went in, I would grab one or two and not never really paying attention to the calorie information until I started. I actually fell off the wagon. I think it was back in April and I grabbed some of the donuts. And then after I ate them up, I looked up the information and, oof, and yeah, it, it hit hard that the three donuts, I had almost 1400 calories and I would do that multiple times a day. I, I honestly do not know how I didn't get bigger than I did because I definitely ate and drank like I should. So I count my blessings that way, but it was the sugar. Just I, my body and my mind got addicted to that and it wanted it in any way that it could get. Yeah. Those, and, and the, the, the worst part about it is the gas station style donuts. They're horrible. 
they're not good. But I'm like, that's still out of all the things that I have fallen prey to, that case, close to the registers, of course, is exactly the one that I'm drawn to. And they scream my name saying, eat me. And so I know that feeling very much and, and and whatnot. And the ridiculous part about that is I live in Round Rock, Texas. Round Rock is home of Round Rock Donuts, home of literally the best donuts in the world. They have this yeah. unique way of doing them and they're amazing. But I go for the, or I've gone previously for the Check out line donuts at the convenience stores because I'm an idiot or something. So I totally, yeah, I'm right there with you. So let's see. We're hitting time now, so we can start wrapping things up a little bit. So what is, uh, let's talk about goals, aspirations, final things that you want to aim for. What are you like either whether it be a weight thing or body fat percentage or just overall health, what's kind of your target that you're shooting for? So before I started the 12 week program with the guys, I went and I got a DEXA scan and it came back that I, at the time I, the machine said I was 238, almost 239 pounds. I had 140 pounds of lean mass. My skeleton was like seven or eight pounds. And then I had almost 90 pounds of fat. And so my, I would like to get my fat per my body fat percentage down to around 15 to 18, but I'd like to add about 20 pounds of lean muscle. And I know that's going to be uh slow going over time. So ultimate couple years down the road, I would love to be in the 190 to 205 range. I just, I'm not too worried about the number. If I can get down to that body fat percentage range is what my most important goal is, I would say. Very cool. Yeah, I think looking at body fat percentages as a goal thing versus a, a certain weight is a good way to go for sure. I didn't catch how tall you are. I am 5'10". 5'10". So you're just a little bit taller than me. So yeah, that's really, uh, I think that's a, a good goal. What's your favorite keto food? Yep. Not counting steak. Well, <laughs> you know that you are you in the room. I love this. I love this. In episode nine, what did Alberto say at minute 14? <laughs> I am not going back to I've not gone that. back and listened to them yet. I haven't gone around listening to them multiple times. I've been tempted. I have pulled up other ones, but I've started listening to, well, I listen to Gourmet's podcast and then I'm listening to Yogi's now. But I'm sure as I start doing the 75 hard again, I'm going to cycle back through the podcast. I would have to say, well, other than butter would be eggs, just because I find them to be so versatile. And it's like I go to Costco and I get five dozen and it lasts me maybe a week and a half. You're serious about those eggs. Yeah. Scrambled or, like, other than or deviled or what do you do with it? Or everything? I normally just scramble it just because I'm it's easy and I'm lazy. So like just dumping it into a hot pan, incorporating the melted butter into it and served and it's delicious. I'm going I've been I've done egg bites before. I'm going to try doing a I think it's called a frittata. One of my friends, Mm -hmm. she's like, well, you pretty much make that. Just make it in the oven. I'm like, all right, something I'll try. I really, well, back when I ate bread was, I think it 
was called uh, Eggies in a Basket, where you cut out that circle mm-hmm. in the bread and then you fried the egg inside of it. And so I haven't looked up to see if there's a keto supplement substitute for that, because if there is, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. See that for awesome. sure. Anything sounds else? like you're on a pretty solid path, brother. Gormy and John have helped out so much. And listening to your guys' podcast has helped out so much. I'm not really able to be on Facebook all that much, like interacting. And so, but I scroll through and I get a shot and just, I love the group. I love being able to jump in there and it's always something different, but it's always something encouraging. Like I'll see Tony posting his yoga videos. I'll see some of the other guys posting their progress pictures and it's like I just posted one today and it just like I've pretty much the group has kind of become a safe place for me to go when it comes to Facebook. Get away from all the political crap and just an area where guys can be guys and it's they don't get ragged on for. That is what it's all about. That was the whole intent. So glad that it's working out for you. Absolutely. Well, any other final questions here i think we've covered most everything that i can think of yeah we will definitely need to edit out the part where he's complimenting berto since berto's not on the show <laughs> you know, yeah. So. Yeah. i really think that berto is a good guy no i'm teasing we'll see where you're at after your keto cut and then <laughs> who knows you might uh, take over uh berto's spot well chris is the one that's doing the uh, carnivore cut right now i'm just trying to survive okay. life at the moment but it's it, there's some things in the works i hope so yes i'm right there with you brother and kudos on the success i mean i hope that it helps you, you in many ways and yeah you deserve it and Sounds like you're definitely, like I said, on the right path. Well, thank you again, Randall, for coming on. A quick reminder to our, we'll get to your community, to how people can connect with you here in a second. But the quick reminder to our listeners who want to connect with the, the, the host or the podcast or the Facebook groups or anything, you can find links to everything at theketomansclub.com. And you can be you can reach out to us a number of ways, including through the links on on the website, Instagram, the Facebook page, things like that. We also have our we also have our voicemail line, which Randall has used. We featured one of his one of his voicemails on a a previous recording, and so that uh, number is five one two five one eight sixty one sixty one. And you can also email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com. So you've got a few different ways to reach out, and we'd love to hear from you what you're liking, even maybe what you don't like. And if you have the chance to go over and leave a review, we would love to have you do that so that the algorithm knows that people are listening and interested and so that others who might be checking out our uh, podcast would be able to get a a reading on if they're going to enjoy it themselves. So those that all is very helpful. And as we've said pretty much every week on this type of section, it's not about us getting famous as much as we make fun of that. It really is about the lives that are being changed, people that are taking charge of their lives like Randall and trying to get their stories out in front of more people so that more lives can be changed. And so it's, it's all, uh, out there for that. So Randall, how can people connect with you online best? So I'm part of the group, so you can find me in there, but on Instagram, I'm under the tag remaking Randall. I don't remember if I have the G and remaking or not. I've had 
a couple different email accounts with that same name and I think I migrated it, but you should be able to find me under, uh, well, if you search my full name, it's uh, Randall Fitz Johnston. It's you should be able to find me on there. You were warning ahead of time. I do post my way in videos in which I'm only in boxers. So browse at your own risk. It's nothing risque. I can say that for sure. So that's great. And, and yeah, your content is out there. It's encouraging. It's definitely something that people should follow on Instagram so that they can continue to watch. And you share a good amount of, of stuff in the Demands Club group of different things like you you shared a picture of your scramble and things like that so people can see what he's talking about in the group and he's got it there for you to be able to see so once again thank you for being here with us we missed Berto even though we you know gave him gave him crap for being gone and and all that type of stuff but we are glad that he's spending time with his family up in the and he got north. a prize he got an award yes yes he, he did something. we're not gonna say what it is but i'm just i'll be anxious for next week's podcast to see if he's put it to use and yeah 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 he he did he got a bit of a prize there so it's that's a pretty cool thing so yeah we we will be back next week as always and until then Make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.